0: I will say, though, I don't think that anyone should go into a co curriculum or try and do something if they don't care about all of it, if they don't have a particular drive for it. I think that without caring about what that initiative or what that role or, 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 or whatever that might be is, you're not going to, you know, want to put the energy and the time in it. And then as a result, you're not really going to have anything to say about it. And I think it, it comes across that maybe you weren't as involved or maybe you didn't do as much.
1: In terms of marketing and your experience applying for all these different roles, do you feel as though that marks are important when you want to intern at these big corporations?
0: Sure. So my first internship was at McDonald's and I was a marketing intern. And this was a full-time role I did for about six months while I was studying part-time during my second year of university.
1: So, digging a bit deeper into McDonald's then, what was the, I guess, recruitment process for that job like?
0: One marketing course. It was like a fundamentals course. I knew I didn't know that much um, myself, but I honestly think it was, you know, being able to be candid about that and understanding that and being honest and being like, you know, I haven't done that, like, that many marketing courses before, but I actually want to really gain exposure. I would say that, you know, don't be that person in the room that talks above everyone else or cuts people off. Um, Even if you do think your idea is amazing, it probably is. But I think um, at the end of the day, they do also want to hire someone who is considerate of other people and can be a team player.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Insider podcast, your weekly shortcut to entering the marketing industry as a university student. Each episode, we give you a real-world education of what awaits you in the professional side of marketing. I delve into the mind of a current student or industry leader to discuss graduate advice, networking tips, and practical skills to help accelerate your career success. Providing you with certainty over what steps you can take while still being a student to fulfill your dream career pathway in marketing. So, today, we welcome onto the podcast Bernice Chung. Now, this was probably, again, one of my favorite episodes. For context, Bernice has interned at so many big companies as a marketing student. She's now graduated, but her previous companies include Commonwealth Bank, Audi Cars, as well as McDonald's, and keep in mind that a lot of these big corporations only take in less than five people every single year. So, it's an absolutely cracking episode today. We talk from all things networking, applications, and assessment centers to where you can potentially specialize and how to get more experience while you're still in uni. Enjoy. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Insider Podcast. Now, today's topic is on... Getting student internships in marketing while still at university. Super thankful to bring on my friend Bernice today. Bernice, how are you?
0: I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome. And with that, if you want to find out a little bit more about Bernice, I include a little snippet at the beginning. So with that, we'll just hop straight into the questions then. So first and foremost, this is a rather divisive topic that a lot of people like to talk about and that is that of university. So, in terms of working at large corporations and getting internships there, do you think that, from your perspective at least, university is necessary? And if yes, how has it kind of helped you in that process?
0: I think studying uh, marketing at university definitely gives you like the fundamental concepts that you need to know, just not even just in terms of getting a job, but also giving you an understanding whether you might like marketing or not. So, that's a really good step into understanding whether. It's something you do want to major in or pursue. One thing that also I really enjoyed was having um, guest lecturers when they did bring them in and people who worked in industry or people who had done previously um, when they talked about what they did. Um, I remember it was in one of my first marketing classes that they brought in a guy who worked for Doritos and I was like, I love Doritos. This is awesome. Um, so I remember that was one of the really in- inspiring experiences that made me think, okay, yeah, sure, uh, marketing might be something I want to do and there's also the concepts that have come up in my job that I have learned at university as well so I think those things have been pretty helpful I'd say the one thing that might be missing I suppose from that course content is the practical element so I guess I didn't really have an understanding of what the job meant or what a role in marketing would would mean and what I would be doing in that role until I got a job in it and I, and I happened to enjoy it so I think that part and understanding what skills you pick up in the degree and how they might relate to an actual job, I probably didn't learn too much about that university.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to university, and one thing that I've been talking to a lot of industry professionals and managers is that they've actually gone back to university a little bit later on if they want to pick up a manager role or a C-suite, CMO role, because it gives them a good theoretical basis why certain marketing strategies work and don't work as well and as a marketer it's super important to be able to solve problems and that's i guess always thinking in the mind of the consumer which is what uni is super super useful for now on the other side of universities outside the classroom and talking to a lot of people who have succeeded and done well in a lot of internships and roles outside of university after they graduate in marketing They've done a lot of co-curriculars. Now, out of all the co-curriculars you've done, Bernice, which one do you feel as though was the most helpful in helping you land your internships?
0: I'd say the one that I'd say would be most helpful was the student cookbook. That's an ARC um, volunteering program. And I started off as a volunteer, as an editor for the cookbook. So that was looking through all the recipes, making sure they were all consistent and something that people could follow. And then I really enjoyed that process and then the following year, I coordinated the program and it was something I really enjoyed because it combined a lot of the creative design. So I got to come up with a vision and a theme for the cookbook, as well as working with other students from all different faculties who all had an interest in food. So it was really awesome to be able to work with different people and motivate them as well as they were my team. And you really do want them to share your vision and your excitement about the project as well. And I think what made it something that became helpful, helpful, I'd say, um, in getting a an internship or a role is that it was something quite unique. So I don't think as many students perhaps might have worked on a publication before and it was something that I could also take ownership of and I could clearly say this is what I did and this is what I helped my team to achieve and you know, this is the book that came out of it and this was the launch that happened. I think being able to very clearly say what my role in it was, was super helpful because I think in terms of co-curriculars, often like students are working in large groups and then it can be difficult to distinguish what you did versus what someone else did. And I think sometimes the employer might want to know What you specifically did to contribute to that project, or what whatever that situation is that you're talking about. I will say though, I don't think that anyone should go into a co-curricular or or try and pursue something if they don't care about all of it, if they don't have a particular drive for it. I think that without caring about what that initiative or what that role or 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 whatever that might be is, you're not going to you know want to put the energy and the time in it. And then, as a result, you're not really going to have anything to say about it. And I think it, it comes across that maybe you weren't as involved, or maybe you didn't do as much, or weren't as passionate about it. So I think go into the the idea of doing a co a curricular thing because you genuinely want to. Because, of course, like as you know, there's so many other great things about doing a co curricular apart from just having something to say in an interview, like meeting like heaps of new people and new friends.
1: Yeah, and that's great advice. Because I know a lot of people go into university sometimes and some people might get peer pressured into applying for certain roles or going for certain societies or hearing in certain charities that they don't actually care too much about the cause. And from a longevity standpoint, I guess from my personal experience, an employer will look at how long you've kind of been involved in something because I guess that's an indication of your stickiness and employers really value someone who... If they're going to invest all their time in training you, they'd want someone to stay there for at least one to two years, bare minimum. And your ability to demonstrate that at a, a youth organization or a charity or a society is super helpful in their eyes as well. So now touching back on inside the classroom to finish up with this section, right? In terms of marks, right? The thing with marketing is accounting and finance majors, for example, have a very defined bare minimum floor in terms of what marks they can and can't get right so that would be a bare minimum credit mark right 65 wham um, in terms of marketing and your experience applying for all these different roles do you feel as though that marks are important when you want to intern at these big corporations
0: i think that uh, to a to a degree your marks do matter I, and I say that because some of the larger corporations and, I, and I'm assuming it's because that they all get flooded with so many applications and they need a way to way to filter and go through them quickly and appropriately. That that sort of that floor still does exist from what I've seen, and I guess sometimes that's also because like large organizations that offer marketing roles, they will also offer them across other disciplines like accounting and finance, like you said. So I guess it would be unfair for them to say, you know, 65 for accounting and finance and then nothing at all for marketing or another role. So they sort of have an even playing field there. So I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that's maybe not necessarily the best way, but it's a way that they use to sort of go through the applications that they that they have. But so I have seen that for some marketing roles that you – for larger organisations, so that they do still want you to have that 65. But I will say that I don't think you need to feel like you have to be the top of your class or something and be getting, you know, crazy amazing grades in order to get an internship. I think, you know, having that 65 or something like that is more indicated to them that, you know, you have a good work ethic, that you're willing to work hard and you're able to apply yourself to something and, you know, might not even necessarily be marketing, but able to dedicate time. your studies that indicates that you know you probably are a hard worker or at least you know how to focus your time and they can show that you're dedicated in a role so i think that's that's more what they're looking for and once you get into those later stages of of the job process you'll probably find that marks aren't really brought up at all i guess in your interviews uh, for example they're more likely to want to know more about your skills and situations that you've been in that will you know apply or be relevant in that role so important if yes. <laughs> not unimportant
1: yeah and at the end of the day yeah. it marks us just something that when you're at university as Bernice mentioned it really highlights your ability to stay persistent at something and really excel in it and put a good amount of time invest time into becoming good at it but also like, having a high floor with your final mark whether it be a WAM or GPA also enables you to have better and more diverse selection of career choice as well so say marketing is something you want to do for two years and then you decide you want to pivot into another field having good marks is definitely another thing that would differentiate you from potential other candidates as well
0: and I think I think you're, you're definitely right and I think that even if marks themselves the actual number might not matter that much to your employer I think it's something that might give you a bit of confidence as well, whether you're, you know, trying to get an internship for the first time or you're trying to pivot into another industry um, after doing say a marketing internship and deciding you want to try something different. At least you sort of have that feeling that, you know, I, I have, I, I had the aptitude or I, you know, I tried to do well at university and therefore I think I can, you know, change my path or do something else. So if, if nothing else, I think for yourself being able to do well or get good grades, whatever that means to you, I think is beneficial.
1: Now transitioning into the second phase of today's interview, we're really going to unpack the internships as well as what was the process like, what were some of the key roles and responsibilities that were done in Bernice's time at these companies, as well as what she thinks made her a standout candidate and whether that be from feedback from recruiters or just general kind of observations during that recruitment process as well. So just really quickly, kind of walk us through maybe all the internships that you've done really quickly in terms of what companies they were at and what titles were associated with them. And then we can kind of unpack. I think let's do, yeah, let's do two of them for today. And if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about specific roles, then you're always happy to contact Bernice. But yeah, in terms of that, walk us through some of your key internships and what were the titles within them.
0: Sure. So my first internship was at McDonald's and I was a marketing intern and this was a full-time role I did for about six months while I was studying part-time during my second year of university uh, and then after that in my penultimate year I was a marketing assistant at ARC at UNSW which is the student organization and that was part-time I did like two to three days a week and that was very convenient because it was at university and I fit very flexibly around my schedule. And I was there for about a year and a half all up. And then during that summer of my penultimate year, I was a marketing intern at Combank, so through their summer internship program. And I was there for about 12 weeks all up. And then after I finished university in the middle of last year, I took on a marketing and communications internship at Audi Australia. So trying out automotive for a little bit.
1: Awesome. And I guess one thing that really stood out to me was, and one thing I want to dig into would be, first of all, McDonald's and that internship. Because you mentioned that was kind of your first entry-level role. And I know for a lot of people that want to work in those large corporations, that first step and getting your foot in the door is often the hardest one to do. So digging a bit deeper into McDonald's then, what was the, I guess, recruitment process for that job like?
0: So I actually found out about this job because a friend sent it to me. She saw the posting on like a university job board, I think it was. And she sent it to me and said, hey, I think this is something that you'd be interested in because I also study food science um, as well as marketing. And product development was actually the area that I was most interested in. I Mm. thought like that was going to be my career over marketing. I sort of did, you know, didn't know what to make of marketing at that point. But I thought that this internship would, you know, allow me to understand whether I did actually enjoy marketing and what it meant in a job. And then also I could have a look into product development as well and see if it was something that I enjoyed as much as I thought I would. So it was a really like sort of a perfect combination of those two things. So she had sent me the, the role and I thought that sounded really interesting. And it was an online application, I believe. So this is actually through um, the university's co-op program where McDonald's is a sponsor. And from time to time, they will also seek out interns to come and work for them whilst they don't have a scholar on working for them at that time. So I thought, you know, why not? I don't mind delaying my degree a little bit and working full time and just giving it a go and see what happens. So I filled out that online application form and I Mm. think I had to submit my CV as well. So it was nothing too out of the ordinary. And then after that, I went in for an interview with the manager and somebody else in the team. They asked me a couple of questions. And then after that, I was offered the role.
1: Awesome, and I guess reflecting back on your experience now, and any potential recruiter feedback as well, uh, what do you feel as though made you a standout candidate in their eyes?
0: Honestly, at that stage, I don't think I, I was. I definitely don't think that I was an excellent marketer, or even excellent at all, um, at that stage. Like, I'll be very honest. Like at that point, I had only done one marketing course. So it was like a fundamentals course. I knew I didn't know that much um, myself, but I honestly think it was, you know, being able to be candid about that and understanding that and being honest and being like, you know, I haven't done that like that many marketing courses before, but I actually want to really gain exposure. And I think that is, you know, something that people, they would commonly hear like, yeah, I want to know more about the industry or about marketing, um, which is why anyone does an internship, right, you want to see if that's something that's right for you. But I think because I was specific, about what I was interested in and my motivations behind joining the company so for me you know wanting to learn more about that product development and how does that feed into the marketing process and I wanted to learn about how a campaign got brought to life and how the new products fed into that I think being specific about what I wanted and knowing that being in that role I, it was insight that I, I could gain and it's something that they could help me develop was something that was yeah, was probably something that they picked up on and thought you know I was equally interested in the role and they were able to offer me that in return as well. It's not just whether you're a right fit for them, it's whether that they're a good fit for you and whether they have something to offer you in return as well. And I think also being uh, open to learn, despite you know knowing that I hadn't had um, a corporate job before, let alone a marketing job, but. You know, demonstrating that I was willing to try um, and put my hand up for whatever jobs were necessary, and and to really give it a good go, I think those things probably helped me.
1: Yeah, and I guess that kind of breaks down the the myth and the misconception that a lot of people that are in first or second university believe that oh, if I, I can't ever like intern or I can't ever work at these kind of dream companies or their dream companies uh, because I, I don't have the experience. Recruiters, or at least from my personal experience, and I, I think Bernice, you, you echoed this as well, we really look at someone's genuine level of like interest, not only in the role itself, but also within the company and how that company kind of works, how that functions, because that shows that it's a lot easier to mold someone like that and teach someone the skills that are more technical but it's a lot harder to teach someone how to be more inquisitive into a certain team culture or fit into a certain role. Harking on from that, in terms of your key roles and responsibilities during your time at as, as an intern at McDonald's, uh, what did those kind of look like?
0: So the main thing that I was responsible for was looking after the campaigns that we were launching. So whether that be like an offer or a new product. So depending on the stage of where the campaign was at, the roles and responsibilities will sort of look different. And at the same time, you might be juggling maybe two or three um, campaigns at the same time. Well, at least that's what I um, sort of experienced while I was there. So that might look like anything from working with the product development team to, tre- to test um, the new foods out and seeing what they taste like. So that was really fun. Um, a lot of eating on my part and then you know you might be working then with the insights team to sort of work out what your sales targets might be and how they would change if you say change the product in a slight way or if you change the price so yeah, all that work was very collaborative as well so those are sort of like, i guess at the beginning stages of the campaign you might be working on that and then after that i suppose it comes a little bit more creative and i think what more people would think of marketing to be. And I, and I guess this is where it becomes a bit more similar across roles, because I guess the first few things were quite specific to McDonald's and being able to test out new foods. So then I might be working on a brief to an agency. So telling them that this is what our new product is or this is what our offer is, or this is a problem we want to solve. So sort of fleshing out that information and giving them context um, enables for them, allow them to give us something like a creative response and um, what they would recommend in terms of creative and advertising and where we should uh, be speaking to our target audience. So I might be working on writing a brief of that. Uh, well, and all this time, you know, i would be working very closely with my manager um, and other people in teams or in different teams to sort of get their help and insight, for example, if they would worked on similar products or campaigns before. That would, I guess, take up, you know, a big majority of my time. And as well as when that came in, we'd spend a lot of time on creative review. So that would mean, you know, deciding if we like the creative and giving the agency feedback. So going through that process, the back and forth. And then I think in marketing, something I've found is that you're often the middleman. You know, you might be the person driving the campaign, but you're also responsibility for connecting um, the people and stakeholders inside the business with the agency. So, you know, we'd have to go to legal for their feedback Mm. um, or to to quality control to make sure the food looks like how it's supposed to. You might go to operations and talk about whether what they're doing makes sense um, in terms of the staff in the restaurant and, you know, if it should be advertised in this way. Lots of working with people and sort of consolidating all that feedback and pushing back where necessary and then sort of feeding that all in a, in a nice, concise form back to the agency and you know, landing your, your your creative. So that was a really major part of that. And I guess in the other, in, in the rest uh, of my time or the rest of the nine to five, I might be working on competitor research. If we were going to be launching something, seeing what else is out there on the market and giving a review of that. And then attending meetings to give updates the marketing updates to other people in the business to let them know what stage of the campaign you're at so it's really important to keep everyone um across what you're doing so they're um so they're aware of your progress and then uh, from time to time we'd also have like presentations from creative agencies or other departments with i guess with post campaign reviews that are really interesting to listen to so work out what went well and what didn't from like creative and media standpoint. So lots of different perspectives. So, you know, we'd also have presentations from um, agencies who would let us know about like different trends that were going on at the time in the industry. So for example, like if say, Snapchat um, back then had a new feature. We would talk about how that might be implemented for us. Or sometimes like research about our customers would get presented and we'd get like really interesting insights from that. So they were like a nice break and from, from what we did day to day and also really interesting and important to keep up to date with what else was going on outside of the bubble of the work that we're creating. was sort of like the main things we would do and I guess that we would call, I guess you would call that sort of like a brand management capacity. So were the main role that I had.
1: Now transitioning into the second role that and the internship that I really want to talk about today and that was at Commonwealth Bank as well. So, along that same line of questioning, uh, what do you feel, what was the process like for obtaining that internship?
0: So, the process for summer internship at Combank was more similar to what people might think of when they traditionally think of a vacation as role or summer internship. So, first of all, there was the online application, so standard questions, um, CV, nothing too uh, crazy there. And then there was a round of like psychometric testing. So questions about like the culture and as well as the maths and puzzles type questions from memory. is a while ago now. Um, and then there was a video interview stage with a couple of questions. And then after that, there was a full day assessment centre. So uh, that wasn't something that I'd done before. Sort of like a full day split into different parts of like interviews, a case study type question, and um, also just getting to chat to different people inside of the business and finding out more about the company.
1: Awesome. And you mentioned the assessment centers and that's becoming an increasingly popular method of the interview rounds, right? And so you mentioned that was your first one. I know for me personally, I've only done a few, but it's something that I think a lot of university students who really focus on. In terms of in the marketing assessment center realm, do you have any kind of tips that you would kind of give to your younger self or someone who's never done an assessment centre before?
0: For the case study component, which was probably the part that I was more nervous about because it's you know lots of people trying to get their ideas in at once and everyone trying to, trying to work together as a team, but also making sure that their voice gets heard. I would say that you know don't be that person in the room that talks above everyone else or cuts people off. Um, even if you do think your idea is amazing, it probably is. but I think um, at the end of the day, they do also want to hire someone who is considerate of other people and can be a team player. Um like you said before, there are certain things that they're able to teach you and skills that they can teach you in that time, but you know you can't it's it's a lot harder to teach somebody how to work well in a team or to fit into that culture. So just make sure you're being a nice person as well.
1: Awesome, and some really great tips there for everyone to. Apply and when they're going for those internships in future, especially with the rise now of more of those virtual assessment centers, um, the tip, especially on not being the person who over-talks everyone, is really I guess, key because in future there's going to be a lot more virtual teamwork as well. Now digging into Combank, right, and and you mentioned that that was slightly more of the what is known about internship programs and those typical kind of vacationer programs that I held at the big four accounting firms. So, what were some of your key roles and responsibilities in your position as an intern?
0: While I was an intern there, I was uh, placed in um, consumer marketing department and I was in a segments team. So, there were lots of different teams. So, some that were focused on a particular product, but I was in a segments team, which means you focus on a particular group of people. So, I was in the students and youth and young adults team and um, the campaign that I was working on was Combank's um, O-Week campaign for their students. So it was a big burst at the beginning of the year. And I think that university students will be pretty familiar with it. Um, if you've ever been to O-Week yourself, you'll probably remember uh, the big tents that Combank had with would hand you out lots of free stuff. Um, so I was aware of that as well. And you know, naively, I thought before I joined that that was, their, that was all they did for O-Week. You know, they would set up shop at universities and give out free stuff. Um, But beyond those events, there was a lot going on as well. And so mainly what I was working on was, you know, making sure that those events happened as well as uh, the actual campaign behind it. So I guess this part in terms of creative and stuff was quite similar to McDonald's. So I was quite lucky that I was able to apply those skills. And uh, those skills being, you know, creative review, um, talking to different agencies, um, so media and creative, um, and ensuring that those are all rolled out in time and getting to work on a few different platforms as well so we did as um, for Spotify so I was I got to write the brief for that as well as a translation brief but I guess the process in terms of review and talking to different stakeholders was quite similar um, so it was really awesome because that was something that I'd enjoyed pre- from previous was getting to work with lots of different people and sort of being that person to put all of that advice together and hope that, um, you know, at the end of that, all of that, you have the most holistic view and um, the best creative or the best outcome. So That was a huge part um, of the job. And then on top of that um, was the coordination for what was required for those events that I touched on previously. So... Um, all these university events, they w- would occur all across Australia. So we needed the tech and um, all the all the actual physical things required for those events to be synced up. So uh, I was working with the team to, to review and put together the app that those uh, ambassadors on the ground would use at the event. That was really interesting to get to understand that process a little bit more. And then something that I really enjoyed that I got to experience was helping to train those student ambassadors that would be on the ground. I got to put together the training material for the student ambassadors and I got to deliver a couple of the sessions as well. Um, on top of what I did previously, it was quite interesting to have that events layer on top of it as well, as well as the training, which I think um, might not be necessarily uh, the, the marketing that I've known before, but it can be become important Elements depending on what the company is.
1: Mm, And now that reflecting more on your experiences and your internships, if you had to pinpoint one thing that you kind of discovered that is a disparity in between working in marketing and what's taught at marketing university, what would that one thing be?
0: I think something that's probably not communicated as much in classes is what you would actually be, be doing in a marketing job. I think people going into marketing uh, or even people who don't do marketing might think that they already know what it entails. So you think, okay, yeah, if you're in marketing, you're the person who makes the ads. But I think the process of how that comes about and all the different people and roles that are required to make that happen isn't really communicated. So um, I guess in, in class, you know, we'd learned about innovation and these awesome campaigns that companies have come up with, but we don't understand that there's like a, a creative team and a strategy team. And I personally didn't know myself that, you know, almost all companies use an external agency to create that media for them. So I think it's just um, uh, the barrier is just not really understanding what, what there is to marketing and how a lot of it is really just being able to work collabor- collaboratively with other people And being able to manage projects and timelines and other stakeholders. And also the huge breadth of roles that are out there. So I guess some people might perceive marketing to be a really creative role. And that's not something they're interested in. But there's a whole world out there about analytics and reviewing and and, and media as well. So I think there's a lot of scope out there. But I think that's not necessarily something that's explicitly communicated when you're studying.
1: Mm, And... From personal experience talking to a lot of industry professionals as well, one thing they realize is that data analytics is actually probably looking like the way forward for marketing in terms of big data. And so if you don't think of yourself as a very creative person, I know a lot of people are kind of thrown off the industry because they're like, oh, I don't know how to use Photoshop or I don't know how to use Illustrator. There still are a lot of roles out there that you can fill with your own unique strengths, and bring value to that team there and and now really unpacking that the concept of entry level jobs in marketing now so being a graduate of university yourself what do you think was the number one problem that you faced in terms of trying to land an entry level role and how did you overcome that
0: what i found was that there wasn't actually there weren't actually too many roles out there um from these larger organizations. I think, and also within marketing, I don't think um, at each organization, they probably don't offer as many jobs. So I think probably in say accounting, finance, they might offer like numerous positions um, for the one job, maybe like five or 10 plus, um, but for marketing, I usually found that it happened to be no more than a couple or one or two even. So I think knowing that and knowing what a competitive world it is out there. And there's so many graduates I'm going the same role, what I found most challenging um, was just the exhaust, how exhausting the process was and, and getting over that disappointment of getting knocked back because, of course, you know, everyone does. You're not going to get every every role that you apply for. The most challenging thing was trying to get over that hurdle um, and the d- disappointment and sort of picking yourself back up um, to go, okay, that's all right, I didn't get that one. I'll focus on the next one instead. And I think in terms of overcoming um, the disappointment, which I think that every grad or somebody looking for an internship basis I think it's very important to try not to compare yourself um, with your friends or other people that you know who seem to be getting heaps of jobs I know like something I remember thinking was you know my people I know like their biggest dilemma is like picking like picking between all these internship offers that they have but like I don't even have a single offer myself that's you know can be really disheartening and it can be so easy to to get down on yourself because of that but I think something that um, I, something that sort of helped me was, you know, yes, these people might be of a similar age to me. They might have done a similar degree, but apart from that, we probably don't have all that much in common. Like I don't know how they got to where they are, and it's not necessarily representative of you know my life and the things I've been through and um, the previous work that I've done. So it's even though it looks like on the surface there's so many similarities, and that you should also be at that stage at you know by a particular age, by a you know a particular point at your degree, uh, I would say it's different for everyone. And just because it seems like they're a little bit further ahead, it doesn't mean that you can't get there as well in your own time.
1: Mm. And for that, I know that there's so many opportunities out there, but a lot of these aren't actually advertised, and I think that's very common. That's within the marketing industry so in terms of finding and sourcing these roles to apply from the first place what are some of your tips there in terms of certain websites for example you can go to or are there certain like blog post forums yeah what kind of tips do you have there if someone wanted to be made a little bit more aware regarding what roles they can apply for
0: i would say linkedin is probably a good place to start even if you're not thinking of applying for a job just yet. And even if you just want to have a feel of what a job might entail, um, something I would do a lot is just type in like marketing intern and then see what jobs came up. And I would would say that, you know, there's actually quite a few, but some of them would be, you know, asking for different requirements or maybe it was something that I wasn't that interested in. But it was good to see at least what kinds of skills that they were looking for because, you know, more often than not, a lot of them would, um, you know, be quite similar. So I think that's probably a good, starting point is trying trying to find out what skills that those jobs that you're interested in will be looking for. And then thinking about um, how you can develop those skills yourself, whether it be through uh, a marketing job or, you know, lots of other jobs can also provide you with the experience they're looking for. You don't necessarily have to have had a marketing job or a corporate job in order to get that experience that they might be looking for. Um, I'd, I'd say the universities, um job board is also a good place to look as well because they would advertise jobs where they specifically specifically want students for so that way it can be a little bit easier even if it's not something that's maybe not ideal um coming straight out of university but I think it's a good place to start um in, in terms of entry level and then of course talking to people that you know that doesn't like you know I think the idea of like networking or like talking to someone random that you've never spoken to before can be very very intimidating at least that's how i um found it but even if it's just um friends of friends or people you met through different you know associations or societies or something that you've done and see what their own personal experience was um if you know they can keep you in mind if something comes up as well
1: i think it's important to kind of know where you want to go within marketing as a career, but then- it's important to take see where the opportunities take you um, because you never know, you might stumble upon something that you were a bit close-minded to before, but you saw it and you worked in it for a bit and you're like, I actually quite enjoy this aspect of it as well. So now shifting into the final section of today's interview, we are going to talk a little bit about more of the future goals and aspirations as well as a reflection question as well. So the first question is, in this section is actually, in terms of where you are right now, and you've graduated, where do you kind of want to go in future from a career standpoint?
0: I wouldn't say I have a defined, I guess, job or or role that I I would say, you know, in five years, in 10 years, I really want to do this. I I wouldn't say that I've necessarily nailed that down. Um, But what I found is like, I do really enjoy marketing and um, consumer marketing, I guess, in particular. So I would like to stay within that realm, I guess, for the, for the immediate future, at least. In the coming years, after I've worked for a little bit, I would like to be able to be a leader or a mentor, um, either you know, to people within the business or even to students or people first starting out. Because I think um, part of the reason why I really enjoyed marketing and decided to pursue a career in, a, in it is because I've been lucky enough to have had really supportive managers Uh, mentors people around me and and really great teams to work with and I think that that makes all the difference um so I'm you know hoping that after a few years I've built enough experience to be able to give somebody else that insight and and be supportive um at the beginning stages of somebody else's career and I think I would like to do something in food still um I I still love food I still really passionate about it but I haven't quite worked out where that might be if it's you know, an actual job or something I do on the side just for fun. But, no, you know, I would like to look into that in the future.
1: Awesome. And now going to the final question, this one's a bit of a reflection here. So knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your first year self?
0: I would say to be super open-minded and flexible about, you know, your goals and what you think you want to do career-wise um in first year like I said before I was dead set on wanting to do product development I was like this is what I went to university for like no one could change my mind um I was you know really really sure that that was something I wanted to do and then I thought you know marketing I'll just do it on the side I'll just do it you know I'll just I'll just finish this degree um but then after my first internship which I you know sort of did on a whim almost not you know I hadn't planned necessarily to do a full-time, to do full-time work in my second year of university. Um, But yeah, after that experience and and I guess after some inspiring lectures that I had at university, I thought, okay, maybe I'll do marketing at a food company. And then after that experience, I thought, actually, I think I would like to do marketing, even if it wasn't at a food company. And then, you know, sort of now, I guess I'm not really doing anything to do uh, with food. um, And I'm, you know, quite okay, quite happy about I'm quite happy with where I am at the moment. So I think, you know, don't be too rigid about um, your goals and aspirations because something that I found is, you know, I told people, you know, I want to do product development um, and I was very certain of it. And then when I started to change my mind, I sort of felt bad about going back on my word and, you know, when people said to me, oh, but what about, you know, your science degree? What about food science? Didn't you really enjoy that? And I would sort of think, oh yeah, like maybe I should do something with it because I I said I would and I, and I was and I still am interested in it. But I think don't be afraid to change your mind. Um, not just because of what you or somebody else thinks, because, you know, in your first year, you have so much time to explore what you want to do. Um, you might not have even decided what your major is, but there's so much flexibility to change what that is as well. You know, don't don't feel like you have to get stuck into something just because you might have committed to it um, in the past. I'll so say there's always room to move.
1: Great. And that concludes today's episode of the Marketing Insider podcast. As always, be sure to subscribe and follow to stay updated in future. And with that, I hope to see you guys all at an event in the not-so-distant future as well. Now, you're simply five seconds away from starting or enhancing your journey to become the most employable marketing graduate. Simply follow the Marketing Insider podcast on your favorite podcast platform and our Instagram for free resources, general marketing education, networking tips, and professional insights.